Tonight's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Monavale on Sydney's northern beaches, they're one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online and get your order in, or why not visit the brewery? Thank you once again to Modus for your support. Tonight we're going to wrap up round four of the Shoot Shield. Joining me again will be Andrew Swain from Fox Sports. Really looking forward to having a chat with Swainy about all the action from the weekend. Some very interesting results. Um, lots to talk about. And again, a bumper round five. And plenty happening in Australian rugby. So uh, really looking forward to this episode. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round four wrap. Joining me on the line again for the third time, very lucky, Andrew Swain. Is that a hat trick, Burjo? Officially. Officially a hat trick, Jake Gordon-esque. At the uh, SCG. Why don't we start there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, 100%. You know, so there's there's two names I mentioned on my podcast, actually, Fox Rugby Podcast, uh, today. Johnny Briggs and Darren Goff, two guys who have... um, gotten hat-tricks on the SCG, and Jake Gordon joins them. Mm. Jeez, he was impressive. Mate, unreal. He's he's actually an impressive young man, um, and it was great to see him play with that freedom, obviously coming back from injury, hasn't played for quite a while, um, and just, you know, he, he's, just, he's... I don't think there's anyone um, better, you know, particularly in New South Wales, who can just spot space just in behind like he can. I um, I think we've all been waiting for him to have a couple of breakout performances at this level, and the weekend was awesome. Obviously, he had a great platform in front of him, uh, but the Tars were just electric, weren't they? Especially oh, in that first half. Absolutely. I mean, the game was over at halftime, wasn't it? The the rain came, and then that was that was pretty much it. The Reds, you know, they'd be hugely disappointed. And being a Queenslander myself, I. Uh, I found it hard to hard to watch, but I bet. But you know what? It's really good for the competition, isn't it? Um, Super Rugby AU, you know, it's anyone's now. Um, you know, those four teams at the top, bar the force, who haven't had a win yet, uh, any one of them can um, can finish in the in finals contention. So it's it's great to see. Yeah, I think we were talking last week that uh, might be the Tars' last chance, and they certainly delivered. I mean, maybe the Reds a little bit flat from the week before, but. Um, we, you know, Waratahs won't care about that. They were uh, simply amazing. So uh, best best half of footy I've seen him play, I think, in a long, long time, maybe since 2014. So hats off to uh, Rob Penny and the staff down there. It was really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd agree with you there. Best half of footy I've seen them play in a really long time. And it's just great to see, you know, a bit of um, uh, just a bit of passion from them as well. Uh, as you said, Jake Gordon was playing behind a, a forward pack that were just beasting the um, the Reds, and the Reds were a little bit flat. I mean, you mm. know, Jordan Pataya's uh, uh, dad passed away during the week. I'm sure that just emotionally, uh, mm. that that kind of probably caught up with them, and then the the travelling all in one day as well. It's it's look, it's just, I mean, you know. Everyone has to do it in, you know, lower grades and that sort of stuff. But it's probably just something that these guys aren't used to. They're just used to getting being fresh wherever they're playing on a day. And, um, you know, that's in this sprint to the finish, that's something you need to get used to, I guess. 
Yeah, you can't really have an off week with the quality in all the sides. I thought it was um, a good battle between Hooper and Wright, which I thought Hooper won quite convincingly. So the uh, young rookie will be uh, looking for the next opportunity to, to even the tables there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then you had the, the Rebels rolling the Brumbies the night before, uh, yeah. which was, again, that was a big upset. Um, no one saw that coming. And, and again, it, it was a you know a, a victory of magnitude too. So, mm. uh, yeah, Super Rugby AU is delivering at the moment. I'm, I'm really enjoying that that product. Um, it, I, it just feels like it means something to everyone. I thought um, Harrison had a good game for the Tars, and he's obviously a young player, but he's, he really had his most mature performance really helping with Carmichael Hunt outside of him. But I have to mention at the Rebels, Deegan was excellent. Absolutely excellent. And that's another guy who's come up through the pathway through Shoot Shield and, um, and you know, worked his way. He's been over at the force. He was up in mm-hmm. Ireland for a period of time uh, and, and settled back in Melbourne. And I think playing next to Matt Tamur as well, um, yeah. it just that would help so much a guy of his maturity and his talent uh, and, and his experience as well to to be playing next to him and, and and you know Matt to his credit stepped in at first receiver quite a lot on Friday night uh, and and drove the drove the you know the the car for a little while but it was Deegan's um, you know it was a brilliant game from the young fellow as well had a really good kicking game um, you know he's definitely one to watch. One guy that's caught the eye uh, a lot this year for me is James Ram. What a game he had on the weekend. And he's a proper winger. He's got electric pace. He's got great skills, a uh, good kicking game. He was just at his best game of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, you know, he's, he's got quite a frame on him as well. He's, he's a bigger mm. sort of a winger um, by the looks of things. Uh, you know, just signed for another two years today yep. with the Waratahs, which is great to see guys actually committing to Australian rugby, even in these uncertain times. So James Ram, yeah, I've been really impressed with him this year. He is improving every game that he plays at, at super rugby level. What's going to be interesting with uh, Rennie coming in? Obviously, we're hoping that we're going to get a Bledisloe at least, and what kind of a squad he's going to he's going to look at. I mean, even if there isn't games, it'd just be nice to just see him pick a team, just so you know where his heads at. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I think that you will see that at some point, and he's, we've spoken all year about the players of national interest list, uh, and it's been interesting to see guys who are on that list. You know, a lot of those young players are on there, the under twenties guys. Um, mm. Penny's kind of put all of his eggs in the um, in the youngsters' basket at the Waratahs. I wonder whether Dave Rennie's going to do the same. But, um, I mean, he'll definitely have those couple of experienced guys around. You know, your Hoopers and your Tamuas and what have you. But you yeah. know, the the average age of this Wallaby squad could be a lot younger than we've seen in previous years. Yeah, and maybe not a bad thing. Exactly, mate. Change is as good as a holiday, as they say. Yeah, and I um, couldn't help but cast my eye across the ditch because there was a crunch time in Aotearoa and a couple of awesome games. The one that stood out, though, on the weekend was that uh, South Island Derby. Crusaders Highlanders, did you watch that? Oh, it was just electric, wasn't it? So good. You just, like, the Super Rugby AU competition has been great in the last couple of weeks, but that Aotearoa competition is... It's 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 leaps and bounds ahead of where Super Rugby AU is at. Not not saying that that's a um, you know that's a bad thing necessarily. Uh, you know they can bash the, the heck out of each other for 
a season and we can bash the heck out of our guys for a season and then see where we land in, a, in a, you know, when the test matches come along. But that South Island derby, you're right, was just awesome to watch. The Highlanders, they really threw everything and the kitchen sink at the Crusaders but couldn't get it done. If I'm picking the All Blacks, and I'm not going to be, but, <laughs> but obviously Bowden Barrett, he's won two International Players of the Year awards. We know how much of a freak he is. But he can't bed down number 10 because Mwanga is just unbelievable. And then this kid, Will Jordan, has been the outstanding fullback in the whole comp. And he's just like, I know you're not going to drop Barrett, but Jordan is a freak. It's just the it's just the story of New Zealand rugby, isn't it? When one guy shows any sign of weakness, or you know, just a uh, you know, there's always someone there behind them to mm. pick up the slack. And you're right, Will Jordan's unbelievable. Geordie Barrett's playing ridiculous yeah. footy at the moment. The other Barrett, yeah, he's picked um, up. He's really picked up. You know, the Mwanga, you're right, is one of the he's he'd be in the top five players in New Zealand at the moment. Um, mm. So yeah, where do you fit them all in? It's a, it's not an easy, uh, it's not an easy job that All Black selection job, which is probably why they split it amongst a lot of them. Yeah, and just one off, one final thing on the Australian comp. It, it is helpful that we're not playing the Kiwi sides, and teams are having their moments, having their wins, keeping it competitive. I, I think it has been a good thing for the competition, just going alone for a little while. Definitely. Absolutely, definitely. And you know what? If if this is the same as what happens next year and the year after or, or even just next year given the travel restrictions, I wouldn't be disappointed in that because I think the competition has mm. – it's been a good product for TV. It's And then if we're talking a competition at the back end of that competition of a domestic comp, – a Super 8 type of competition where we can play against the champions, that's got huge commercial value, I would think. Uh, you could you could sell that to to everyone who who would want to watch. I'm sure that up in the northern hemisphere there'd be interest in that, you know, a Heineken Cup style competition. Um, that I, I reckon that's that's got huge monetary value for Australian rugby for for the whole of Sansa. And I, I reckon if that's what we end up with, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, I see the shopping around at the moment, so hopefully something falls apart. Whether it well, you know, it's not fall apart, it's bad word. Falls into place, well, <laughs> falling apart too much. Um, you know, whether it's trans Tasman or domestic, so we'll, we'll watch. But mate, we're here to talk about shoot shield and another bumper weekend on the weekend. You, you got out there and got amongst it. I did, mate. I got down to Wallara Oval. Uh, there was more high vis there than Perth Airport because they were uh, all over <laughs> it's the not social. A high vis uh, demographic out there, mate. It really isn't. I'm telling you, it was like being, you know, at the mines in Kalgoorlie. There was that much <laughs> high vis. Um, high vis and RMs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot of RMs. Um, that was a great game, though, down there at Woolara Oval. Good atmosphere, um, even with the social distancing thing. They were taking every precaution, but it was still a good fun day out and uh, on the synthetic turf. And, and the Woodies, you know, hard place to go and beat the, the Beasties over there at Woolara, and the Woodies did a really, really good job. They just took their opportunities. That was probably the big take out of that game. It's a big, it's a big result, result, especially for the Woodies. Any any result, I think, of these teams that are going to go head-to-head that are going to be likely top six, it's going to be the ones that matter because you, you don't get another chance. Um, so the Woodies would be very happy with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was the the Beasties who got off to a pretty good start with a try to Lindsay Stevens. They lost their um, uh, yeah. So Lindsay Stevens came on the field and uh, and scored early, but then it was opportunistic tries really from the um, Woodies. A couple of against the run of play tries really. One off a. a a botched line out, which just I haven't seen a good line out in the shoot shield this year, Burge. I got to say, mm. <laughs> I think every game that I've watched, every game that I've been to, um, every team are really struggling at line out time. That's interesting. Yeah, um, and, and it was the Beasties again who you know that, that cost them the game against Ringer the week before. It cost them a try, uh, you know, against the run of play against the Woodies and then the Woody another try was an intercept try in that first half and that kind of um, you know set them on the back foot they, they were so dominant in that first half and still went into the breakdown uh, the beasties and then and then the Woodies came out in the second half and just played a different ball game Matt Gonzalez really took the ball by the horn scored a great try himself and he's actually looking a bit bigger as well looks like he's been in the gym mm. oh, I would think he's just a bit a bit bigger up top uh, and they they found it really hard to bring him down for that try. So uh, that was that was close. And then there was a um, a late try to the Beasties to to get close. Uh, but it was um, yeah, it, it was all the the Woodies that afternoon. They just they had the composure in the end to get it done. Yeah, he's a talent, Gonzalez. He always has been. So good to see he's been uh, obviously working hard in the off season. And with a good pack in front of him, he's, he's a real uh, danger, isn't he? Absolutely, you know their pack is really strong as well. Uh, a couple of young um, locks there, but you know their back right. Isley is a is a guy who's got a big good future, player. really good player. He got he got yellow carded actually um, for Comes killing the territory, ball. mate. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But was still really prominent. Uh, you know the Tom Murphy, the, the captain. Um, yep, yep. They put on one of the big hits, biggest hits of the season so far. In that game, um, yeah. So look, I, I, uh, there's a lot to like about Eastwood this year mm-hmm. to go and to go and win at Beasties. And look, I don't think Beasties' season is done yet. Um, I still think they're a, they're a close to a top six side, but it's going to make it really hard now. They're going to have to. They've got they've got a, they've got all ahead of them now. Yeah, Eastwood sort of slipped off the radar even at a really early place because they had that first up uh, loss to South. And we're sort of, you know, maybe going to wobble for a bit, but they've they've steadied the ship and they're in the top six with three wins and, and, and a loss. So right in the mix. And as you say, you know, Issa uh, uh, pushed down a couple of places now into eighth. So uh, all those games for those teams are important. So Issa going to have to find points somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, again, they've still got talent there. Like Charlie Smith, again, impressed me on the weekend. He, he made a... Yeah. A lightning break through the middle ran a perfect line and just got brought down. That was actually the the play that um, sent Isley to the bin. But uh, yeah, an impressive young player, Charlie Smith. Again, um, you know they, they're there or thereabouts. They just haven't been able to crack it yet. Yeah, I was keeping an eye on the scores um, on the weekend, and uh, one of the other fixtures that caught my eye at half time. Parramatta were leading South, but uh, South finished over the top down at Foreshaw, 37 to 25. But looks like um, Parra aren't far away, maybe from breaking the ice. Yeah, I was doing exactly the same thing as you. I was calling the game at Eastwood, but we were looking at the scores. And I remember at half time, actually, the eyebrows were raised because we thought there's a couple of upsets on here. Uh, probably didn't really eventuate that way, but you're right, uh, the two Blues. 
again, it's probably just a bit of fitness at the back end. That all their tries yeah. came through big guys in the forward pack in that first half, and that you know, they were bashing through the the middle of, of Southern Districts. But the the Souths boys just finished over the top of them in the end in that last twenty. Um, you know, I thought Kagiasis was really impressive in this game. Uh, that guy scoring 17 points on his own that's um, mm-hmm. that's a pretty pretty impressive feat. and he he's just continues to to you know build as one of their key players in that team he's just such a solid player he's always got points in him he's got a good couple of tries in him so he's been such a, a good player at a first grade level I, I made an absolute stuff of this on the weekend because I was checking those halftime scores um, at about six o'clock so well after and someone had posted them saying well done. Para, and I thought they'd won. So <laughs> I, what have I done? I've texted Brian Blacklock, the Parramatta president, big, big congratulatory note, and, uh, yeah, I don't think he was too happy. I haven't had a response since. Oh, yuck, <laughs> yuck, oh, yuck. He'll forgive how, me. how many scotches did you have at that point? <laughs> uh, no scotch at that point. but It was your uh, birthday, a, wasn't it? it? Oh, well, birthday weekend, it's one of those events. So, um, yeah. Pretty full up most of the weekend. So anyway, um, I did apologise, but um, it was a simple mistake. Someone, you know, was celebrating the halftime score. So Yeah, yeah. You never celebrate a halftime score. Never. No, no. Anyway, look, uh, hopefully power up far away from from breaking the ice this year. And uh, good good performance for them from the weekend. I was down at uh, Manly Oval on Saturday. Oh, now we're talking upsets. That that's the upset of the round, isn't it, really? I think so. I think uh, we'll talk about the Gordon game a bit, which caught everyone's eye and attention, but the other one that probably caught it just as much was the other Peninsula side, uh, you know, uh, sharing the spoils with the Hunter. Um, It was a funny old game. Manly sort of looked good early, and then sort of Hunter kept hanging in there. And, yeah, they they were really impressive. I think um, Scott Coleman said after the game, it's been a good reward for the boys' efforts over the past month. And, you know, Manly's attack just hasn't functioned all year. They they were dropping a lot of ball. So Marlins are um, really disappointed with the weekend. They've obviously got to rebound quickly because they got Gordon on Saturday, but mm. they're sort of uh, two losses, a draw, and a, and a win. So, um, yeah, they really need to bounce back quickly. They they have a lot of injuries, don't they, Burjo? We're talking, you know, six-string fly half now, aren't we? We are. We're right in the uh, depths of the fly half, and unfortunately, I'm about uh, forty eight thousand sessions off uh, a comeback, and not going <laughs> to do anything decent in first grade level. But uh, yeah, they're uh, they're struggling a bit. We're using halfbacks in the number ten. Um, I am hearing on the grapevine as soon as uh, yesterday that we may have snared a, a five eight from up north, maybe oh, a returning player in Harley Atwater. There you go. So a uh, bit of a coup for the Marlins. Um, wow, that, so, hold on, hold on. You can't just gloss over that. That's big news. Yeah, I uh, I think it's was in rugby news today, so it's 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 been it's it's known somewhat, but um I'm not sure if Coach McGoldrick's gonna deploy the young bloke uh, this weekend or or I know BJ got injured, so it's a curse of the number ten. Maybe I don't know why Harley wants to join the club. Everyone that steps near that jersey is um <laughs> gone ski or not going so well, but um anyway. Uh, look, really well done to Hunter. They uh, hung around after the game, um, looked like a really good bunch of guys, and they they would have been delighted with that result and had a great trip back home. Um, a lot of controversy around the boat race. Oh, talk us through it because that was my next question. What happened in the boat race? So 
technically, Manly have claimed the victory. There was slight controversy. I've got this from um, Jack Wilson, the ground announcer down there. He said, Marlins used the old squeeze tactic on the cans, which resulted in a lot of beer being spilt. That may have led us to mounting a comeback win and the eventual win. It was an eight-can race, not four. If it was four, we probably would have lost. Wow. So sounds like a few over-the-shoulder jobs uh, down at the Marlins. But, uh, look, they were pretty desperate after full time. They're just going to take a bit of victory <laughs> where they can at the moment. <laughs> oh, look, I think Hunter would be happy with their draw. Um, and, look, the boat race after that, they're taking points home to to Newcastle. So good for them. Um, yeah, wow. Okay, the boat race controversy. I liked, I'd like to see that um, replayed again sometime. Hopefully yeah. we get to see yeah to see that again. I think so, mate. Hopefully uh, we'll have a few more boat races. Mate, the boys have got to get their phones out around the grounds. I think wouldn't mind seeing a few of these boat races. Nothing better than a good boat race to to warm the soul. Couldn't agree more. It's good social content, wholesome social content. <laughs> One thing I'll say about Manly, and you know they'd be disappointed with their season to date. They haven't played well at all, really, in any of the games. So. I'm hoping, you know, they put in a good performance. They they might just click, but it, it needs to come sooner rather than later if they're going to feature anywhere uh, in the pointy end. You're talking – we're talking about players who, you know, there's, there's some players in there, are there, that need to step up and, and show a bit of leadership or are we talking – is it just a bit more of a younger team or what are we talking here? Oh, the players are better when they've been playing. It's just just drop ball. It's just um, – it's been frustrating. You know, they had a pretty good day out against uni, but they, you know, probably would have won that game in previous seasons. So I think it'll come. Um, it's a bit of a, you know, no one wants to use the, the uh, rebuild word too early in the year. But, you know, there's certainly, I think Matt's building up a bit of a nucleus for the club moving forward. So it's just probably just still going through a bit of a transition. But um, they're going to get another really big test on the weekend uh, against Gordon. So we might actually talk about the Stags. Well, yeah, weren't they impressive on the weekend? That's that's a a statement game if I've ever seen one in the shoot shield to to roll the rats and put fifty on them uh, and you know limit them to to seven was unbelievable to say the least. And it was a late seven too. Rats were never in it, mate. <laughs> they were just nowhere near it. The Gordon just dominated the scrum. It was you know scrum penalty after scrum penalty, kick to the line. Rodney Iona puts it. Five ten out every time, and they've got the best rolling ball in the comp at the moment. Vailano is just scoring buckets of tries, and uh, yeah, they're just so sound across the park. Um, what do you say? You know, uh, I thought Loft was really good. Brandon Quinn on the wing was was electric. Vailano again. So uh, I think Rats have got some problems at scrum time. I bet the Gordon scrum saying the same thing. It's just just very good. So. Yeah, what do you, I mean, they just oh, they don't want to keep bigging themselves up too much. I know DC is trying to keep them under wraps, but they're clearly the outstanding side I've seen so far. Yeah, oh, look, the experience of Goddard and Iona in the halves as well, they, they just know when to play off those guys, know when to spin it wide, um, you know, release those electric backs. The Tui Malili Afano as well on the other wing, um, mm. he, scored a, he scored a good try as well. You know, you're right, Vailanu up front. I mean, if we're talking Ken Catchpole medalists this early in the season, he's got to be the front runner for me, um, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I I just I can't see a weakness across the park in Gordon. 
No, not at the moment. They've got um, you know, depth everywhere, depth coming off the bench. The second grade towed up rats too all through the grade, so they had a real day out against one of the benchmark clubs for the past few years. So uh, Ratties are going to have to uh, lick their sores and, and get back on with it because they've got a bit of a slippery one this week against against the Pirates at home. Yeah, did you see the – happened to catch the post-match interview with Lou Ransom and Wardy on the weekend? Oh, I hear the great man <laughs> dropped a few expletives, but God, I love that. It just shows you how much he cares. Yeah, you know, it's exactly right. He was – so passionate and so it was it was distraught really and yeah. I guess it goes to show you know how comfortable he is uh, on the sidelines there with Lou and and just he was he was just too so, comfortable he was a bit too comfortable I reckon yeah. <laughs> that's all right <laughs> um, he was gutted and yeah the the couple of f bombs were like you watch it back and I feel for for Sam because he's such a good bloke but gee, it was funny to watch. <laughs> It's a classification of a shoot shield, is it? G general viewing. Yeah, can you, can't can be dropping, can't be dropping f bombs, mate. I, I um, I got, I got caught out myself in uh, twenty fifteen grand final. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was um, Manly and and the Woodies, and I was interviewing Matty Lucas post game, and some guy came and yelled an expletive into my microphone, and it was, it was, it's one of the. Look, I look back on it now and I laugh uh, a lot because it was a pretty funny moment. But um, it, it actually caused yeah, a few good. waves. It caused a few waves at Channel Seven. They weren't very happy at all. So, yeah, um, yeah. There you go. Oh well, I'm sure Sam will learn from his mistake there. But I think he'd be more disappointed <laughs> with how the Rats performed on the weekend. That, like I said, they just 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 weren't in it on, on the weekend. And I think Darren sort of said, uh, you know, it could just be one of those days. Gordon had a really good day out, and Ringer had a really bad day out, and that was the result, I guess. Yes. Yeah, look, the rats are, are really still a solid team across the park. You look at you look at all the the players that they've got in there. You know, you've got your wards, um, you know, your homes in it at nine there. Tyson Davis and Seb Wildman, and then your your backs, you know, Woolett and and Ma and Tupu on the other wing. Like this, there is class in that team. They're too classy not to be there at the business end. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they'll, they'll they'll find their way into the mix, or at least be fighting out for those uh, top six spots. Looking at um, you know, obviously the reception Gordon's getting, especially on social media, everyone's talking them up to Lux. And I I saw DC trying to calm a fan down the other day that they hadn't played a team in the current top six, which is a point. Yeah, that's that's not a bad point. Not a bad point. Um, but I think, no. and I think you look at well, I think you look at Sydney Uni as well. They're, they're another team that I don't think has beaten a team in the in the top six. So um, yeah, they're up there as well. So yeah, it's I understand DC trying to pour a bit of cold water on it, but also let's talk them up. You know, they're, they're looking good. They're exciting. Uh, bring it home, boys. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I, I totally agree. Just talking of uh, that, uh, the team you just mentioned there, Sydney Uni, far too good for the Emus, forty-one to three out at uh, Camperdown. Yeah, they um, had to make a few adjustments to their team, uh, Sydney Uni, given the from Newcastle last week. Mm. Um, there were some guys who were sort of caught up in a, I think one of the pubs or whatever that was told to isolate. So th- there was. There was a few dramas there, but um, it, it didn't really uh, hold them up, I don't think. You know, 41 points to three, the final score. Um, you know, strong across the park. Guys like Champion De Krepny, um, you know, James Kane. They, they, they've, got, they've got class across the park as well. 
And Kane broke a club, club sports scoring record on the weekend, I think. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he bags plenty himself. I think he's been top point scorer thereabouts the last few years. But, um, yeah, I mean, feel bad for Penrith, but let's be honest, some of the best of, some of the best teams have uh, copped a shellacking out there in the last few seasons. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, look, it was all about surviving that first few weeks for John Muggleton and the, and the Penrith team. Um, you know, I think that they've still got, you know, Dean, Dean Bloor played it at 10 this week. Um, who was playing at fullback in previous weeks, so he moved into the fly half role. Um, Nandura Talo again in the centres had a, had a pretty good game. So I, I, yeah, I just hope that they can jag a win somewhere along the way. It'd be nice to see, mm-hmm. but um, you know they, they they've got you know they've, they've got a lot of good hard work to do. I think. Yeah, just on Kane, just confirming he uh, ticked over five hundred first grade points for the students on the weekend. That's Pretty impressive. He's only been in first grade for three years, hasn't he? Yeah, I was going to say probably three years tops for James Kane. Oh, so that's sure. that's that's pretty handy. That's crazy. Um, I guess when you're racking up scores like that every week, you can um, you know you can you can jag a few easy points. <laughs> is that is that a bad thing to say? Poor old no, James Kane. Right. He's, he's Seventeen, to... eighteen, nineteen. He's oh maybe eighteen, nineteen. Oh god, I have to check that out. But impressive nonetheless. Mm. Oh, absolutely! Can, can play, can kick. Um, you know, he's a he's certainly a, uh, a, a, a you know reliable player for Sydney University. Yeah, and the final game of the round, um, Western Sydney. Sorry, not Western Sydney, West Harbour. Um, Neil, Neil round week twenty two. Uh, so West um, unfortunate season continues, and round week strong season continues. Yeah, again, I, I caught the highlights of this game, and and again, it's guys like um, you know Kenny Willett outside centre, you know, Lockie Miller at fullback, um, Dylan Peach, you know, Tristan Riley, who's had a good couple of games, um, bagged another try this week, uh, and, and when you've got a guy like Dave Horwitz in there who can pull the strings for you, he he was he was brilliant, I thought, on the weekend. Did um, Deborah Sini play? Uh, I believe he came off the bench for West Harbour. Mm. Uh, yeah, so um, he's got the twenty-three on his back. Yeah, so that's that's interesting to see. I, I would hope that they try and get him into that squad pretty quickly. Oh, he's a good player. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you know, and a West Harbour junior through and through. So good to see him coming back and and having a game when you know when they need him really. Yeah, so that's sort of rounded out the fixtures for the weekend. There is a top six emerging because a gap from sort of six spot to seventh of five points. So Uni up top, followed by Ramick and Gordon, South, North and Eastwood rounding out the six. Below that, Manly, East, Ringer, Hunter, Penrith, Pirates and two blues. You've got to say two surprise, or surprising teams, you may be probably the Northern Beaches sides, Manly, Ringer and East sitting outside the six at this point. Yeah, they're, they're the three surprising sides, absolutely. I mean, there's not a lot in it. A win puts Manly – a win for East or Manly puts them back right back in the frame. Um, you know, uh, Norths are, are going to probably head a bit further further north this week. They've, they've got Hunter um, at home. Mm-hmm. I, it, it could uh, – if Hunter can bring a performance like they did last week, um, you know, the shoot shield is – about consistency, isn't it? Uh, particularly in this sprint to the finish. Uh, so we're going to see what the what the wildfires are made of this week against Norths. 
Well, they'll be, you know, full of confidence after the result at, at uh, Manly Oval and hoping to go one better and snaring a, snaring a win against Northern Suburbs. So uh, good luck to the Wildfires. Looking at the other fixtures, uh, two Blues will take on the Woods, uh, Ramakers Penrith, and then two of the more prominent games next weekend. Rats and West looks slippery already for, for either side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's a, it's a huge game, isn't it? Because West will be... West will be really keen to to, to break that dark. Um, they're, they're too good a team not not to have a, a win on the board yet. Um, so, but yeah, the, the result last week, I tell you what, it, it didn't do wonders for their for and against either. The Rats um, minus fifty six points now in the points mm. difference. That's tough, and that could be actually points difference and and wins. You know, wins it goes wins first, doesn't it, on countback? For making yeah, finals we'll and go, what we'll have go wins wins first before uh, for and against. Yeah, okay. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting run home. With what we're four four rounds in. Um, yeah, oh, mate, I'm looking forward to what we see this weekend. I think the Pirates are going to have to. Uh, they're in almost must win territory now with Owen four. Definitely, definitely. This is a big chance for them. I mean, hard place to go and win up there at, at Rat Park, but. Um, yeah, the Rat Dome, but it's like you're right. If they can bring Zeb Rossini into the team, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe maybe get some of those um, those big ball carriers in the in the centres uh, going. You know, they've got the likes of um, you know Gaudet and Suva um, and and Chittenden. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we might just see something. Coward and Davies at the back as well is pretty handy. Yeah, absolutely, and we're going to be at the uh, game at Manly Over, both of us on the weekend, aren't we? Uh, I I was going to be. I thought Smart Triple uh, Nine had this one. They do, they do, they are. They are going to be, going to be there. Um, however, I think they've got uh, Westy might be calling that one. So you've been boned. I've been, but well, I've been sent to. Um, I'm going to be going to Bon Andrews to number North Sydney Oval number two to. Um, which I must say, Burjo, is a lot closer to my house than Manly Oval. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> so convenient. It's convenient. Um, so I'm going to be doing that for Clutch TV, I believe. Um, I'll keep the I'll, phone on and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, keep the text going. That would the, be good. Uh, the Stags. Now, why do we call them Stags? They're always Highlanders. Apparently what, what has this changed? Apparently there's been a rebrand. Um, there's been a rebrand, oh. and now they're now they're the Stags. So see, Chatswood Rugby used to be the Stag, but I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's more marketable. That's when the Marlins went to were Blues to Marlins. I can't right, like okay. the Blues. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, a bit of Shoot Shield uh, trivia for you. Um, Gordon, <laughs> Gordon are looking to end a uh, 2008 drought at Manly Oval on the weekend. 2008, so 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, First, without, last win against Manly at Manly Oval, two thousand eight. Last win against Manly, twenty ten. Wow! So this is a big, uh, big round this this round, particularly for for DC and the and the Gordon boys. That'll be. Well, be I was talking to DC. Team. He's trying to find a narrative each week, and he let me know that statistic. I said, "Man, if you dig a little deeper, you might find that statistic at most grounds around Sydney for the last ten years." <laughs> for Gordon, absolutely. <laughs> I think so. Oh. oh well, it's another bumper weekend, mate. Just before we go. Oh, I hear the grand final is touted for uh, Brookie Oval on a Saturday night, and it could be ha- it's Halloween too, Burjo. So dress up theme at Brookie Oval. Um, I'm sure you've seen some scary things around Brookvale uh, at um, on a Saturday night at times. Depends on what street. 
<laughs> but that's a that's that's a, that's a wonderful result if we're talking Brookvale Oval. Um, I mean, last year it was out at Bank West. It felt a little bit. I mean, it was great facility. The players would have loved playing on Bank West last year. However, Jeezy uh, Cohen. Yeah, look, I, it felt a little bit soulless, didn't it, mm-hmm. uh, out there? So hopefully, I'd say the Brookvale Oval. That's you know, we're talking about places with soul. That place has got it in spades, and that's a great result if, if that's what they're talking. Brookie be good. Um, I could settle for Rat Park if North Sydney's out of out of action. But yeah, um, absolutely. Again, it's a I think just a somewhere with a hill. Yeah, people yeah. love it. You know, people love sitting on the hill and and watching a game of footy uh, and grand final. I mean, you saw what happened at North Sydney Oval when they had the grand final there for a couple of years. Just yeah, brilliant yeah. scenes. I think you'd get the same at, at a Brookvale or. Uh, at Rat Park as well. I think, unfortunately, COVID's going to have a say on that this year. I I uh, think there might be a limited capacity. I'm, I'm a bit worried about crowds at the moment. But anyway, we're, so far, so good. Yeah, uh, you, it is, it's a tough one, isn't it? We're talking – we're really in, in tough territory when it comes to crowds and, and it's balanced on a knife edge at the moment too, isn't it? Another you know, few cases in New South Wales. Um, yeah, Melbourne's out of control. It's uh, we're really we're really on a knife edge. So as long as we can keep playing footy and and keep watching it, uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that the fans will be happy. Here, here, mate, mate. Enjoy your footy on the weekend. Thanks for tuning in again, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Appreciate it, Birdzo. Always good to chat. Cheers, Wayne.